happy Monday, folks. This is episode number seven of Up In Your Business, brought to you by Mike and Mike, your friends here at Focus Forward Media. Number seven, huh? That's it. Uh, we hope you guys have been enjoying this so far. Please hit our DMs, slide in there, at Up In Your Biz Pod. Let us know what you think. Uh, we've had a few people reach out. Actually, you know what? We had uh, the Lincoln Creamery reached out to us, and they loved Buns and Bites and Morgan Gray's. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, they actually hit us up on Instagram. They said they love what we've been doing. So Lincoln Creamery, thank you for the feedback. Shout out. Yeah, shout um, out. We're going to get into today's show. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, and then, um, and before we do that, we're going to do our uh, pre-production here. I'm going to go first because I'm just really excited about my You've article. You've been talking about your article all I day. I am so excited. This is a big one. It's a big, juicy, juicy piece of news here. All right, let's hear it. All right. So you know this whole school scandal, right? All these girls paying to get into, uh, paying to get their kids into schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. So like Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky from. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. on the run still, right? Uh, no, she turned herself in. Oh, yeah. Uh, so her daughter, I don't know if you knew, she, she paid 500K something to, to get her daughter into USC and on some team. Uh, her daughter is a big Instagram and YouTube influencer for like a ton of makeup brands like Sephora and like Tresemme, um, some big brands. And so here's the big news. Uh, this is just as of the other day, uh, Sephora dropped her peace, peace out. Sephora's <laughs> like, peace. Goodbye. Sorry, Olivia Jade, you're cut. And Tresemme also released a statement that they are not working with her anymore. Wow. Yeah. Because obviously, after this whole thing went out and people know that she represents Sephora, people are like, oh, I'm never buying Sephora again. Which I'm just going to add is a big load of bullshit. People are just going to be upset for a couple days on social media. Oh, I'm never buying Sephora. Yes, you are. You're going to be in Sephora in three days buying new makeup. Yo, I, I saw something. I, it might have been her. It might have been one of the other girls. Oh, no, it was her because she's a YouTube vlogger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... uh she you could find it on youtube in one of her vlogs yeah she was talking about how she got into usc ah. and how all she cares about is like the partying and like all that stuff she's like i may or may not go to class and all oh this stuff so just God. putting her foot in her mouth before she Jesus. even knew it so yeah so sephora said goodbye tresemme is like yo peace out hp used to do work with her and they had their some of her work i guess on their website like they had photos and media with her yeah Took it all down. Wow. Peace out. Goodbye, Olivia. We don't want your face on our shit anymore. Uh, so it happens when you're a fraud. Exactly. Uh, so her and her sister, the mom actually paid for both her and the sister, paid them to get into USC. They're both still enrolled. I don't know how, like, it's, I guess it's probably just going to take some time, and then they'll be kicked out maybe. I don't know. Uh, but guess how much this girl, Olivia, her, the daughter, Olivia Jade, guess how much she was making, like, per post? 40000 between 30 and 50k per post wow per post jesus goodbye uh i got a i got got something i don't know if it's ignorant or not yeah is it really that hard to get into usc you know what's so funny is like some people are reacting and being like not to be rude but like how fucking stupid is your daughter that you have to pay that much to get her into usc i don't know i don't know you have to i don't know um one thing i'm really curious about is Obviously, uh, the mom got fired. She got fired from Hallmark. She used to work on the Hallmark yep, TV. Yeah. Got fired. Um, they took off all her TV shows. They took them all down. Um, she had to pay a million dollars in bond. She That just happened the other day. Um, and I'm just really curious to see, like, what happens between the mom and the daughter relationship. Like, I mean, I don't know how much money the family has. Obviously, she probably has a ton of money because her mom was Aunt Becky on Full House forever. But, like, 
does this ruin their their relationship? Like now this daughter just lost like five deals. She's losing all this money. All these people are going to stop following her. She's going to probably lose a ton of money, ton of followers and social media. Uh, it could have a huge impact on like her career and she's only 19. So like, this is a really young point to like have something that's massive happen. I'm just really curious to see like what happens. Did the daughter know that the mom paid to get her in? I think that's another big question. Yeah. Too. That I don't know. Just uh, imagine being a kid and then all of a sudden realizing like, Oh yeah. What the hell? My mom paid for me to get in. Here? Yeah. Like, it may yeah. not even be on her, but you never know. She could have known the whole time too. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. anyway, big news. All right. I got some, uh, I got some kind of, Sad news everybody heard about. I just want to give a quick uh, shout out more than an article. Um, I think I know. To my boy, Alex Trebek. Oh, what? Yeah, so he came out last week. And yeah, he said he had a he's got, pan- pancreatic? Yeah, it's stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And he the way he announced it was like a gentleman. He did it. Yeah. Know, the way Alex Trebek always does. I just want to give him a shout out for, you know, I grew up on him. All of yeah. us have. Um, he's still doing the show, though, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, but I just wanted to, you know wish him best of luck and yeah. you know even though it's not not looking so good he's still keeping that same alex trebek style that's right good for you alex trebek yeah shout out keep hustling all right um we're gonna get into the show here so today's interview is with frank of benway entertainment uh he's a wedding dj in the boston area uh actually funny story i met him two yeah almost two years ago at a wedding uh he was the dj that i was doing video for um and uh, he reached out to me a couple weeks ago, and he's like, hey, uh, Mike, I don't know if you remember me. I DJ'd this wedding that you shot. Um, been listening to your podcast, really like it, and uh, you know, if you ever need a guest, hit me up. I'm down to come. So we hit him up, and uh, he came in today, and uh, his story is really cool. Um, I'd, it'll be cool for you guys to hear it. Uh, definitely different from what I had, uh, I had thought, but very cool guy, very cool story, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it before we get into that. This interview is brought to you by Dev Hero here in Rhode Island. Dev Hero, he is a uh, local audio engineer and web developer. Uh, does some amazing audio work and and builds some really really uh, remarkable websites. Um, you can check out his work online at dev-hero.com. Dev-hero.com. His name is Mike as well. Tell him Mike and Mike sent you. All right. Uh, so today we have Frank Benway of Benway Entertainment on the show. Frank, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Uh, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Just tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and what Benway Entertainment is. Sure. So like you said, my name is Frank Benway with uh, Benway Entertainment and uh, run a, a DJ business out of Boston, uh, but uh, really all over Southern New England, uh, primarily focused on weddings, but uh, we also do other private parties, school events, college events, uh, those kinds of things. Sweet 16s? A few sweet 16s. Uh, bar, mitf- ta- bar mitzvahs? I, you know, I don't do a lot of bar mitzvahs, nah. uh, but uh, it, it's I know a lot of guys yeah. out there who are really good cool. at bar mitzvahs, cool, cool. and uh, so I like to refer refer the business their way. Gotcha. All right, so uh, today we're actually going to start a new segment. This is called 20 Questions. It is not 20 questions, but it's going to be a lightning round. So, Frank, you're going to answer these real fast. Okay. Or at least try to, okay? Favorite color? Blue. Left or right? Right. Pick a number one to ten. Seven. What's your favorite number? Seven. Coffee or tea? <laughs> coffee. Favorite liquor? Uh, Tito's. Iced coffee or hot coffee? Hot. Steak or chicken? Steak. All right. All right. That's what all you, we have for today. What are you mixing that Tito's with? 
Uh, usually uh, soda and a lime. Oh, yeah. Nice. Ton- sorry, tonic and a lime. That's my oh, summer geez. drink. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was 20 questions. That's the first one. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, let us know what you think about it. I'm going to add some more to that. We got eight there, but I'm going to try to get to like All right, 10 or 12. Good. But 20, yeah, 20 sounds catchy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, yeah, nobody was so, counting. You didn't have to let them know it wasn't 20 questions. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's really get into it here. Uh, Frank, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and, and uh, how, how you got into music. Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up in uh, Milton, Massachusetts, uh, just south of Boston. And uh, it's funny, you know, the, the more and more I talk to other DJs and listen to, to other DJs, uh, my story is, is quite similar to theirs in that uh, started in middle school, you know, go to the middle school dances and, and yeah. Pierce middle school, Milton mass, you know, we had a dance, uh, every month. It was like the first Friday of every month. Oh geez. And it was, uh, in the afternoons, which was kind of weird. Like, but it was like right after school. So like every, the whole oh, okay. school would go, but it was yeah. kind of lame because it was still, the sun was yeah. still up and gym <laughs> still was like all, all bright. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I just started hanging out with the DJ, just, you know, being your, your awkward middle school kid. That's funny. It'd be either holding up the wall or hanging out with the DJ and yeah. I don't know, big speakers and loud music and That's it all funny. seemed, seemed cool at the time. Yeah. And, uh, so I'd hang out with him and, and just kind of, you know, watch him do his thing. He was playing CDs at the yeah. time. At yeah. first was he like, stop bothering me? You know, I, I don't remember him being like that, but I'm yeah. sure now, like now looking that I've back. been on the other side, I'm looking back on it. Like he's probably like, you know, get lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who the hell is this kid? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. You know, looking at the speakers. Yeah. And just just move, move it along. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> just, just trying to get through this thing here. Right. And, uh, but no, no. And then, um, we had like one dance that for some reason was say like four hours instead of your traditional like three hour school dance. Yep. And he let me spin for a half an hour that night. Oh, and wow. I was probably in eighth grade. Damn. And uh I was like, all right, this is this is cool. Like this yeah. was fun. Like, you know, you press play and like, you know, you kinda change the direction of the whole room. The yeah. Whole, you know, and, and you're kinda was, ruling the party for a minute. Yeah, you know, you and you know, when you're thirteen, yeah <laughs> you think you're it's like you, the coolest you thing. think you're the man, right? Yeah, right. Um and then that combined with like I literally would I would help the guy uh unload his gear. Uh, okay. And pack up his truck at the end of the night, and That's like funny. he gave me five bucks, and I'm like, cool. "Oh shoot, I can make money doing this too." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it was kind of a win-win. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it just sort of got into more, um, you know, doing the sweet sixteens, yep. doing you know, fortieth birthday parties and oh, fundraisers and that sort of thing. And um, at the same time, too, I was also doing uh, community television. So oh, I thought I was going to do like what you guys You were do. like on TV? No, do it like behind the scenes. Oh, okay. So video. I was, so, yeah, I was, yeah. was definitely into the video production. So these were like my, my two like tech oh, things. Oh, cool. Was DJing. And, uh, but over the years, kind of cobbled together my first DJ system through yeah. variety of Christmas presents. Like instead of like, you know, a, you know, a new skateboard or whatever, I right. wanted a, a mixer or I wanted yeah. a pair of speakers or an amp or something there like you that. Go. And eventually cobbled enough stuff together. And, uh, me and my buddies were, were on a first name basis with yeah. the sales guy. Raj was the sales guy at the South shore Plaza radio shack. Oh, wow. And like we knew Raj, Raj knew us. That's and funny. like we just kept buying speakers, mixers, CD players. Yeah, little do we know that Radio Shack was like yeah <laughs> soon to be gone. <laughs> soon to be gone, and, and even at the time was probably you know the lowest out. of the low. Oh yeah, uh, quality wise too. Right, that's funny. So uh, so I read on your website a little. You're you're de- DJing like high school parties and stuff like that. 
Uh, tell us a little bit about what that was like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nothing ever too crazy. I, I wish I had some like crazy stories, but yeah. like all, all the stuff, like college stuff, I did did a lot of college parties, but they were always like the uh, school sanctioned. Oh, you know, okay. nothing. Uh, Not like a frat party. Never did like, like a crazy. frat party, Animal House. I was always and still am, you know, very protective and like you guys are you know oh, with, yeah. with the, the gear and like you just not putting yourself into a bad position oh, that's, that's gonna you know adversely it's affect cheap. your gear or your reputation you right. know it's uh i do business under my name benway entertainment and i, I never true. even then was wise enough to be like don't put yourself into a compromising position yeah. just for a, a cool party for a cool story <laughs> yeah <laughs> so doing all those things that's kind of one thing but like when did you kind of make the transition to like your first wedding yeah i did my first wedding probably 12 or 13 years ago i can't remember exactly but yeah. i just i remember and the, and the funny thing was when i when i did my first wedding I, I always had like a respect for djing weddings because i knew there was you only have one chance to get it right it was kind of like the true. way i look at it and, yeah. and you probably see that too videotaping yeah. weddings like Gosh, man, if I screw this up, like they're not going to have a video. Yeah. Uh, if I screw it up, you know, I'm going to, people are going to remember. Yeah, um, that's true. So I, even then and, and to this day, you always carry that weight on your shoulders about somebody's wedding that you have one chance to get it right. And so when I DJed my very first wedding. How scary was it? It was so scary. And yeah. I, I, what I remember was I had a, a, a tape. Uh, and I actually, when I was doing community television, our our studio director had gotten married a couple years before, yeah. and she hired me to videotape oh, her wedding. Oh, cool! Uh, and I had no experience oh, videotaping. Yeah, oh, I, had, wow. I had no experience videotaping yeah, weddings yeah. either. But I I did hers, and like she trusted me, and I did it. Cool. But I still kept the the tape. Yeah. And what I did was I watched the tape from her wedding uh, a million times I before see. I DJ my first wedding to see what the DJ did. You paid attention because I, I didn't have like a strong network of other DJs at the time. Yeah. I was kind of doing it on my own. It was before social media. So it's not like I could just get on a whole bunch of Instagram pages. Yeah. Uh, people didn't have like great websites with uh, a lot of video content. YouTube so all I had big. was this one video that I just kept going over and I was like, okay, this must be how all weddings go. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, you know, <clears throat> however old I was, I, yeah. I hadn't been to a million weddings like, like I have now, right. uh, even as a guest. So like that guy's flow of the night was what sort of drove how I did it That's the first funny. time and how he carried himself and how he made the announcements and introduced everybody. Yeah. It was all sort of, that was my, my one Oh one. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not even not just playing music. You're also hosting a party. You're also right. hosting and emceeing. And, um, you know, the, the more I got into it, you know, you're, you're working alongside, you know, the other vendors and keeping the night on schedule yep. and there, yeah, there's so much more to it. You know, I, you know, people say, Oh, you just press play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know even for us, we'll go and do a wedding and we'll have to hook up to the DJ's input to get all the audio and stuff like that. And it's just another you know, pain in the ass for you to deal with stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's, you know, it, it's, it's nice to work with good vendors. Um, and so one of the things that I like to do uh, working with other, you know, with videographers and with photographers is I reach out, you know, 10 days before the wedding and just say, hey, you know, I'm Frank. I'm going to be the DJ at the yeah. such and such wedding on Saturday night. Uh, just reaching out to introduce myself, you know, say to the videographers, if you guys, you know, need a, a line out, you know, XLR work for you guys. All right, cool. You know, just so much easier to figure that stuff out uh in the forefront yeah, than yeah. for the guy to show up and be like oh you don't have a quarter inch jack like right, you know yeah, and right. then you're scrambling yeah. and you're you're pulling wires apart you know before you introduce the wedding party just yeah. 
you know, save save those hassles for for before the wedding day, so you can really just focus on it. I'm curious, what was this guy's name? Who's uh, <laughs> wedding tape? Who, who was the DJ at this wedding? Do you oh, remember? I don't remember his name. Uh, no, I don't. Shout out. I know. <laughs> He's I know. like the backbone of your success. Right? Yeah. He, well, either that or he doesn't realize he created a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so, what? Uh, tell us a little bit about like the transition into like doing a few weddings and then like, Hmm, I'm going to make a business out of this. Like, what was that kind of like? Yeah, no, it was, you know, I, I started getting wedding bookings and it was, it was sort of organically initially, right. It was through friends of friends friends or friends of friends or, or, you know, you did one and you got a referral and that was great, but that's, that's not going to be, you know, totally sustainable to the levels you want it to be. Right. Um, and it was nice to, to branch out and start doing business with people who, who weren't your friends or friends of friends. Um, so, you know, I was like trying to, what are we doing for, for marketing? And, and, you know, first thing first, even in this day, you still gotta have a good, good website. You know, oh, yeah. and I know you guys talk a lot on this show about how, uh, you know, social media is becoming more important and it is, mm-hmm. you know, having a good Instagram is probably more important than having a good website right now, but it's Find about, neck neck. it's about curating, you know, good social media with some history you know you don't want them to go on and see that your facebook page is brand new yeah you want to have at least you know a certain number of instagram posts so they don't see oh you got some posts you know you just you you can on instagram you can quickly scroll back and say okay this guy's posts go back to 2014 when people started making instagram you know accounts for their businesses um so it's it's just really important to to kind of have a good marketing plan and and to uh Try and get out there, get good lead generation from sites like Wedding Wire and The Knot, uh, forge good relationships with uh, venues, try to get yeah. yourself on some preferred vendor lists. Yeah. Those types of things are really important to actually growing beyond just the the organic referrals. Yeah. yeah. I got a quick question about the first wedding you did. Um, so I know when Mike and I did them, did our first weddings, not together, but like our separate first weddings. We did them for real cheap. You know, you got to just get in there. Did you do yours for, it's kind of the same way with DJs where you could do a cheaper price i did i did and it definitely you know in hindsight would never dj a wedding for this price again same here at the same time (laughs) it was also the most money i had ever asked for for a gig at that (laughs) point so it was sort of like yeah it was kind of i was in this limbo of like i know i'm cheaper than you know all the guys on the market right now but like you talk about like that weight on your shoulders you're like this is the most money i've ever asked for (laughs) for an event even though i'm not at like market rate right um you know i better not screw it up because it's a lot of money yeah (laughs) yeah that's funny it's um, a lot of trust too. To, uh, it it is. It is, especially you know, as a a, a single op, uh, as you would say. I right. you know, it's it's just me basically, um, you know. So it's it's just really important that that they're putting their faith in you, not in right. some brand that I've made or anything like that, or or you know, some company with a whole bunch of DJs around. Yeah, you know, they, they've put the faith in you to to really execute on. Yeah, what is arguably the most important day of their lives. Yeah, because like you said, it's one day. There's no redos. <laughs> there's no redos. Yeah. Like, you know, I've done a million proms. Um, and proms are, are great and they're fun. What the kids don't, they don't realize at the moment right. is that, you know, nobody really remembers prom. Like you might That's remember true. the, you know, going down the most cape afterwards it. or whatever. Yeah. But like yeah. nobody remembers the dance itself. No. Um, you know, or, you know, if you got junior prom or senior prom next year or, you know, you're going to go on to your college formal or whatever. Yeah. Um, weddings you know there is just that much oh, yeah. more to it in terms oh, of yeah. the the get it right so what made you really want to like make a business out of it you know after doing them kind of for fun or, or forever for how long like what made you really want to make it a business yeah for, for me the biggest thing is 
I grew up in a family business. My, my dad, you know, is self-employed, always has been. Cool. And like, you know, we knew that growing up, like we knew where our dinner came from. You know, dad was out there working his butt off sure. around the clock. Yep. Um, and, and there was like a pride that went with that. Um, now I do work a day job. You know, I do have right. a, a okay. nine to five, 40 gotcha. hour a week job that I also do. Uh, but what, what doing the, the DJ business lets me do is it lets me have something that's my own yeah. as well, you know, that, that sort of has my name on it, yep. that I can sort of totally create and finish, right. you know, all the it's way all through. Yours. It's all mine. Um, yeah. and, and I think that that sort of satisfies the, the entrepreneurial spirit that I grew up with, sure. um, you know, while still maintaining a steady paycheck and a, and a blue cross blue shield card. It's <laughs> <laughs> important because you said oh, you yeah. have two kids. I got two little kids nice. and two girls. How old are they? Uh, Emma is about to turn three in a couple of days and Ainsley just turned one. Oh wow. So, so you're busy. We're in the thick of it. You're deep yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what though? It's awesome. They're like such a fun age, especially now that the, the baby's like out of the woods with, you know, yeah. the, being up all night and stuff. So they're, they're like really in a, in a fun spot. Right and you now. can finally catch up on some sleep. Yeah, oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> um, so you have a full-time job. So what is it like? Like, how's that work life balance of, having a full-time job, but also having kind of another business. And especially in the summer where it's a lot busier, like having two almost full-time jobs probably. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, in the, in the wedding season, you know, right now, you know, in March we're, we're getting ready for the spring wedding season. Yep. So things are quiet for me right now from a, a, a standpoint of like, you know, calories burned. I'm, I'm answering leads and talking to couples and yep. kind of getting things geared up for, for the May and June weddings. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's not a, a big, big burn on my, my time right now. Once we get into the season, you know, fortunately, especially where I've kind of repositioned the business towards, you know, mostly weddings. Um, most weddings are on Saturdays. Uh, so that's at least a little bit of a separation from the work week. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was grinding, doing school dances and college things oh, for yeah, Northeastern and BU, Fridays, right? it's a lot, Fridays. Yeah, a lot of Fridays. And so I would just be going from straight from work, you know, five o'clock punch, you know, punch the clock yeah. and head straight to, you know, the, the Hyatt Regency or to the yeah. whatever. And, um, an event. Yeah. So at least with most weddings being on Saturdays, that puts a little little space in between. And, um, you know, it, it is important to, to take your moments at home, especially True. with the kids and, yeah. and really just cherish those moments that uh, our family is, is all together at the same time. Yeah, and, right. Um, and enjoy it. And uh, yeah. So you got one day a week in the summer that's uh, pretty well, sometimes. Sometimes. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. How is that like? Like, is is your wife very supportive and everything? Oh, she's a she's a rock star, yeah. and and she's a nurse, so she works a crazy oh, schedule my too. A nurse. So like the idea of like you know nine to five is just kind of out the window in our yeah. house anyway. Gotcha. Um, and, and I think if we both just worked nine to five, 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday, it's just it's just not how we're wired. That's you know, funny. that's really cool. Good to know. Uh, so let's see, what do I got here? Uh, what do you find as the most challenging parts of the business? Like whether it be like marketing or finance or um, like growing cause you're only one person. Yeah. I, I think it's growing and, and growing because of, I, I don't, I don't want to say market saturation, but there's a lot more competition lot out there DJs. right now. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's the, the, the trend through a lot of people in the wedding in the event space. Yeah. Um, you know, the technology that's available today has really reduced the barriers to entry, which is oh, great because yeah. it's bringing in a lot of talented people. There's sure. nothing wrong with that. Sure. Um, but you know, back in the day when, you know, if you wanted to be a DJ, you had to, 
curate this whole setup. You got to put the whole setup and and the music. That was always the biggest thing was like to assemble a collection of music was a huge deal. Uh, And I still have my CDs. Uh, I haven't played them in, you know, (laughs) 12 years. I think it was 2007. I switched to the laptop. And uh, so I, yeah, I've got all these CDs, but, but you know, putting those CDs together and, and I go back to when I, when I started and I got my first paying event, yeah. I was in 10th grade and um, my boy scout troop put on these dances, like, I don't know, a couple times a year, middle school dances for a fundraiser yeah. to raise money. That's and funny. Uh, they had hired some local DJ. And then finally at one point they said, Hey Frank, you know, we'll give you like a hundred bucks to, to <laughs> DJ the dance in February. And yeah. uh, so me and my buddy who I was kind of like starting out with, we get together and we, this, that hodgepodge of Radio Shack equipment that I was talking oh, yeah. about. <laughs> we're putting this stuff together. And, oh, the, 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 they had the other DJ for like the first two hours. They let us spin for the last hour. Okay. So this guy's up on the stage at Cunningham Hall in East Milton. We're on the floor next to him. So we already feel sort of inferior. <laughs> and we've got these Radio Shack amplifiers. And I forget what we were using for CD players, but they didn't match. Like we had like yeah. an Iowa boombox that had a line output on one side and like a Sony Discman on the other with the Radio Shack mixer in between. That's funny. And I'll never forget that we had to bring all these like clip-on fans that we got at Walgreens to keep the amps from getting overheated. So we're just like <laughs> pouring all this air on to them. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, the, the, bottom, the point I'm trying to make is we got to the end of that dance and we were just like, it hit 10 o'clock and we're like, oh, thank God. Like we made it. We made it. Yeah. I, I didn't have another song to play. Like <laughs> I was like, I was going to play that. I was going to play that Spice Girls song again. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> so back to like the barriers to entry, like, you know, putting that music collection together yeah. was a barrier to entry. Now, you know, either a people just copy another DJ's hard drive, which obviously isn't cool. Uh, or, you know, it, it's still easy to get on a record pool like yeah. promo only or BPM Supreme and get, you know, a whole backlog of music and, and get 10,000 tracks and get you out there and get you started. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the same thing with photographers. There's so much more uh, photo equipment available out oh, there. Yeah. There's so much more video and, and it's cheaper. It's not, you right. know, we're, we're talking it's a few thousand dollars, not fifteen or $20,000 right. to get started. Yeah. Um, and it's great because it's bringing a lot of talented people into the business. Uh, but at the same time, there's still only so many weddings per year. So trying right. to grow... Set yourself apart. Set yourself apart from the DJs that are on Craigslist offering to do weddings for 500 bucks. Right. Um, and, and trying to get people to understand that, you know, your service is valuable, your experience is valuable, and that they should should hire. Right, because what the, what's going to happen is the, they these brides, they want to save money. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go with uh, the more economical option because sometimes maybe they think, oh, yeah, it's just... Oh, there's this music. You oh, know? This I just is, yeah, I, right. I just want a, a good music playlist, and they're gonna do a good music playlist, and then it turns out they suck, and then yeah, and, and then and the wedding's over. And it's yeah, I'm saying this self servingly, but it's like you know, the food is important. But how, how many times you know, people go back and like, oh yeah, the food, you know, so and so. Yeah, okay. If it was exceptional, they'll talk about it. Yeah. If it was terrible, they'll talk about it. But if it's in the middle of the road, who it's, cares? It's wedding. Food. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, I work with some great venues and some great caterers. Yeah. But <laughs> We're not dissing anybody. Not dissing anybody, but but no, but like people like ultimately remember. My point is, if they had a good time or yeah. a bad time, and if oh, they got yeah. out there and danced their ass off all night and oh, really yeah. had a good time and and left here's my thing left wanting more yeah like that's my thing like when 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 you shut it down and you you got all these songs that you you're like oh man yeah i'm driving home i'm like oh shoot i wish i played yeah yeah like that's That's the sign of a good night because those people went to the after party wanting more and that's that's a cool feeling and if you can leave people with that that's how they remember the wedding that they went to especially if you can get people who 
don't typically dance to dance. Absolutely. <laughs> like I'll know a good one when when I'm dancing because I don't really dance. So but yeah, you but, got a couple drinks in you. Yeah, 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 that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the other reason back when I was 13, I was hanging out with the DJ because you were not going to catch me on the dance floor. <laughs> That's funny. Give you kind of uh, like an excuse to get away from the. I, dance I'm looking floor. forward to it. I, I hope that uh, I get to see it because there, uh, the the big DJ conference just happened this week out in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. And I was having serious FOMO, like sitting on Instagram. Like, uh, thank funny. God Instagram was down for a day this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like sitting there like oh, the, the conference program was just awesome this year. Yeah. And one of the things was this guy, Mike Walter, who who owns a big DJ company down in New Jersey. Yeah. He's written several books. He's got he's an influencer in the, the mobile wedding DJ, DJ space. Oh, okay. Cool. And he did a presentation this year that had never been done before called Why People Dance. And it's That's like, funny. you know, we, we do all kinds of great things like, you know, how to mix, how to do this, how to build your business, how to do marketing. And he's bringing it back to like. Why do people dance? Like, that's what we're there to do. We're there to make people dance. Right. And and he sent out all these surveys. You know, you got like 600 responses on his survey. So I'm really excited to kind of, yeah, and I'm sure he'll present it again at some point um, because that's breaking down, you know, why we do what we do. Right? It's the right. fundamental process of being a DJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because if nobody dances, then I'm not doing my job. And right, people right. will leave that wedding remembering True. nobody danced. Nobody danced, that's right. And it must have been my fault. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever uh, thought about branching out, um, hiring other DJs under your... Benway Entertainment name. You know, so I've got a couple of guys that I, I do work with and that I sort of refer some other business to. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on, on you know, just kind of filling up my schedule uh, and, and kind of just eating what's on my plate. You true, know, true, I, yeah. I know a lot of guys that run some great multi-op companies, but I think once you get to that point where you've got more than one wedding going on in a night, that's like a whole nother level of you know, if the guy's truck breaks down or whatever, that's on you. There's and, so, and yeah, there's so many factors. I've, I've just been like over the past two years, I've started to do double weddings where I hire another team yeah. that I've, that I trust and work with, but it's still scary. Like you try, you, you can trust them all you want. Like Mike, I trust Mike with my life. Yeah. Like he could get a flat tire. Oh, like yeah. it's yeah. just life. Like, yeah. or like my, one of my other shooters, like they're all great, but like anything could happen. Sure. And I'd rather it happen to me. Exactly. Like than them. I, I am, you know, one of my strengths and weaknesses is, you know, I, I, my mentality is very much if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And like, I just, I like to put myself into situations where I can personally correct it. Yeah. You know? yeah so like, yeah. I'm, I've been driving up 93 doing a wedding up in New Hampshire. And I'm like, you know, what I, the thought has crossed my head. Like, what if I get a flat tire on my way to this wedding? Yeah. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, that triple a car and whatever and yeah. never happened. And, yeah. and God willing, it never will. But it, it's, it's just, it's nice to put yourself in situations that you can control. Yeah. And I do have a couple other guys that I, like I said, I, I do work with and they own their own DJ businesses. And, um, you know, I do refer work to them. They refer work to me. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know, for the most part, you know, we're all just sort of doing, doing our yeah. own things. Yeah. I think at some point it's definitely necessary for growth. If you, if you get to that point and you really want to grow, it's something you have to, you have to kind of accept. And yes. that's oh, what, yeah. that's what I want. So I've, you know, like I said, I've done a few where I've double booked dates and knock on wood <laughs> so far it's been good. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's always something that you think and in the back of your head. It's like you said, where you need to fill up your own schedule before you can start right. exactly. up other people's yeah, schedule. You, you got yeah. to reach that tipping point. Yeah. And it, it's funny listening to, to guys who tell their stories of, of when they reach that tipping point. Yeah. Uh, and, and for everybody, it's it's obviously different. So, but... Uh, How yeah. many weddings do you do a year? Uh, I, so I do Roughly. about yeah, 15, to 15 to 20. Yeah. So, so yeah. 
So you still got room. You you got you got weekends left. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I get it. And yeah, it's it's a seasonal business too. So like you know, especially in New England. Yeah. You know, uh, I had a great December last year, so that wow. was cool. Yeah, December's always been dead. I had three weddings always. in December. Really? Yeah. I've been noticing weddings have been going like later and yeah. later into the fall. Like yeah, like the fall. Like weddings. November. Oh, we yeah, shot, we did so, one in uh, November seventeenth. Yeah, we shot wow. it outside. And I think it was thirty degrees out. Yeah, everybody yeah. was freezing. freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the wedding season. Yeah, has. has the last 10 years definitely gone away from the summer yeah uh, not to say there aren't a ton of july and august weddings there are but right now it's it's may june september and actually october is september the most popular october month is insane. right now one of the things with my, my partnership with wedding wire yep. is they provide me with access to all this great data i mean they're such oh, like a cool data driven organization yeah and uh, so they they cultivate all this data from from their couples who yeah. use wedding wire yeah. to uh, to plan their websites and they put out an annual report, and one of the things that they look at is is you know what Timing. month of the year, and, yeah. and then they kind of put together a bar chart. And nationally, October is the the most popular month now. That's funny, which I is had, crazy. I had was it? I can't remember if it was this uh, past like September October. Was it this past September October? Did I have like one to two like every single weekend for? Oh yeah, you were filled. I think all there was, through September yeah, and October. This past, this past summer, yeah, uh, fall. This yeah. past fall, September and October. I had like almost two every weekend yeah. in September and then even into like October was one to two every weekend. And you did a New Year's one too, right? Or was that last that was last year? I did oh, okay. yeah. yeah, I had a New Year's one this year. It was a blast. Those are it fun. Were, it was cool. I like them. It was cool. And it was fun because they were, um, it was a like a later start. So we started at eight o'clock. Yeah, there was yeah. no sit down dinner. Oh, wow. um, and we were in Boston. We were in the North End on the oh, water. That's cool. So we did our countdown at midnight, had yeah. a view of the fireworks. It was really just a fun crowd with, yeah. uh, you know, they were just there to have fun. You yeah. know, it was, it, it was less formalities, more just uh, partying and dancing. Do you remember that. your song at midnight once it hit? Oh, God. What did I play? I'll I mean, take I, a question. Yeah, I did the, the <laughs> countdown and then uh, it'll come back to me in a second. But uh, yeah, we did the countdown. We, we had this cool, like, techno version of Auld Lang Syne that we played yeah and um gosh oh it's gonna come back to me because <laughs> i was real uh, really proud of it at the time that is funny. <laughs> so uh one question i have is you know weddings are tough they can be really stressful they can also be a lot of fun um i'm curious like what do you enjoy most about weddings and what's one thing that always kind of maybe eats at you about weddings yeah no i think enjoying them first of all i do still enjoy them and that, yeah. that's why i do them that's kind of why i like like you know focusing my business on on the wedding mm -hmm. space right now yeah is and and i'm not just bsing when i say it like i really do have a fun time djing yeah. weddings they're great I, I love introducing the wedding party like there's such a cool energy to to doing that yeah um you know it's it's kind of when i get to start my part of the night. Like I DJ the cocktail hour, we DJ through dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but you know, it's, it's, you know, we're playing Sinatra, Buble, like, you know, right. my, you know, a little Jack Nothing Johnson. Crazy. Um, but then like when we introduce the wedding party, that's like the first high energy part of the night. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoy that because I, I think that there's a great way to do that. Um, to, to introduce the wedding party with, with a class and elegance, yeah. but still have a lot of energy yeah. and, and not sound like you're announcing a monster truck rally. Like it's this fine <laughs> balance of, yeah. of hitting all those points. Yeah. Um, and there are times where you're just, your adrenaline's running so high. Uh, you introduce the bride and groom, please welcome the new Mr. and Mrs. And then you go right into their first dance. And then I take a deep breath and I'm like, I don't even remember 
introducing them just because your adrenaline's so yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I just blacked out. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did I do? What did I say? Like, yeah. uh, like Will Ferrell at the end of old yeah. school. <laughs> do you ever get nervous when you have to? Like, you know, your time's coming to start introducing people. You get, you, ever, you still get butterflies. You still you, do. You do. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's again, it's the first time people are hearing your voice, except yeah, for yeah, you know, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, please sit down. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's just, and you're going into their first dance, and I think that that's probably what's weighing on me more when I'm introducing a wedding uh, party yeah. is most timelines today, you, you introduce the wedding party and they go right into their first dance. And for me, you know, you talk about, again, that weight of you got one chance to get this right. Yeah. Well, you got one chance. Yeah. There's only one first dance, yeah. you know, like literally. Um, so that's always just like making sure that that goes off without a hitch. And then once you get through the first dance, you kind of take a breath and you get into the toast and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, but I've always got two laptops going. Yeah. You're, you're playing it on your primary. I've got it playing on the the backup computer i got a second laptop sitting right there and i've actually got mac or pc pc i'm gonna add that to my list <laughs> that's on my question sorry go ahead no i know i know it's kind of sacrilegious <laughs> around here but um I, i've got so so i'll play their you know their their first dance on my, my primary computer but then i'll also have it playing simultaneously on the other computer with the channel turned down i've never had to you know turn it up but it's just like peace of mind that like if this computer craps out in the middle of their first dance i can just turn the slider right up and so once you kind of get through the first dance because that's when all eyes are on you know mike's got his camera pointed at the bride and groom (laughs) and and, you know if if you screw that up everybody's gonna remember (laughs) there was even a wedding that i did um i think mike you might have been there too uh the dj he was playing something off spotify just just for like um before the ceremony started and you know when you hit pause or play, it makes like that, that mm-hmm. noise from Spotify. Yeah. It did that, and at the end of the uh, end of the wedding, he came up to me and he was like, "Can you please not put that in the video? <laughs> please cut that out." Yeah, and that's that's, that's unfortunate. And yeah, there's plenty of YouTube videos out there too. There's one that's going around that's like, uh, and this was definitely like a uh, this was a you know, I want to say Craigslist DJ. But this is a Craigslist uh, DJ. Say, yeah, sure. And, <laughs> Go ahead, say it. Yeah, and so this guy, is, yeah, please welcome the bride and groom come out. And there's dead air. And he's like, Oof. look, he's like, uh, where is their, where is their first day? Like, hold yeah. on. He's just like talking his way through it. But he was so chill about it too. Like this happens to him every weekend. Oh like, uh, hold on. We're going to get up here. And just, and the couple's just standing there in the middle of the dance floor with everybody looking at them. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> but that's like, that's, that's what, what happens. happens when you hire that's somebody that maybe doesn't have experience or yeah. just isn't getting paid enough to care. I would have never thought, oh, sorry. Mike. No, no, go ahead. I just would have never thought, um, have like you having a computer on backup for yeah. the song like what a, what a great idea just in case but it's something that regular people don't think about yeah no it's 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 really important to have a lot of yeah just like you, you guys know redundancy is just so important because oh, you're, yeah. you're out there hmm. uh you know at, at, a, at a country club or a, a hotel or yeah I, I can't just go to guitar center and get another whatever right um so it's, it's just really important to make sure you have some sort of redundancy for everything in your setup. Uh, so when it's, you know, music playback, it's having two computers uh, with, you know, your speakers. I got a pair of eight inch speakers sitting out in the car. If, if my 12s ever sure. died on me, uh, it's just making sure that I've thought through everything that could possibly right. break at an event and making sure that there is some sort of backup plan, some redundancy to, to follow. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, what's uh, so like, Obviously, I'm sure you've been a guest at some weddings. You don't just go and work at all of them, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's... It, yeah. Um, what's, uh, what's like, the funniest time you've seen, like, or, or 
you know, I hate to say it, but like, what's the worst DJ you've ever seen at a wedding? If so, like, have you ever seen one that you were just like, oh god, this is I awful. have seen one, and and not just and not that they were bad, but just that their style was so exponentially different from yeah. mine. Yeah, I had a client one time, and when, when clients are interviewing me for their wedding, sure, um, you can tell when they have like the not article that's like you know, oh, what to, to ask twenty questions DJ. that you should ask your potential DJ <laughs> yeah, in front of yeah. them. Um, you know, one of them is like, do you have backup equipment? Do you have that? And it's like, yeah. I, oh my like, God, oh, they got the list in front of them. <laughs> uh, so they get down to what is your style? And I wasn't prepared for the question. That's and funny. I kind of, I, I said, listen, yeah, just sort of like I said earlier, you know, you, you want to have a lot of energy, but not be cheesy. Right. And then uh, I basically said, yeah, I said, yeah, you know, that DJ that wears like the old tuxedo with the cummerbund and like the Mickey Mouse bow tie. And he's got the countryman microphone on and he's out there yeah. teaching everybody how to do the cotton eye Joe. I said, I'm the opposite of that guy. Um, I, I said, I, I don't know. Yeah. And maybe it's just, you know, I, I don't like talking about myself, but I, right. I, the way I answered that question was by painting a picture of what I am not. Gotcha. Um, Did you get that wedding? And, uh, you know, when people are like, oh, thank God. Cause like, yeah, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't want the, the cheese or the, right, right, um, right. you know, we didn't want a lot of line dances or, you know, cotton eye Joe or anything yeah. like that. Um, they're like, okay, good. Yeah. You're, you're our guy. That's cool. I, I, there's a, a photographer that I've, I've done some work with over the years that, that just referred a lead to me. And uh, he, he texted me or sent me a message on on, uh, on Instagram and said, hey, you know, are you open on such and such a date in October? I said, yeah, I am. He said, uh, we're working with a, a client right now that says they want a non-poly D type DJ. And I thought of you. <laughs> so, like, I'm like apparently the anti-poly D. Poly D I, guess. Um, I, I think that's a compliment. I think that's a compliment. Yeah. I, I don't know. Down here yeah. in Rhode Island, it might be. Uh... <laughs> that's true. He's from Rhode Island. <laughs> but no. So, like, yeah, they, they wanted somebody, you know, that just you know, gave off a different, you know, vibe. Right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that's that's how that's I got that, that lead referred to me. That's funny. <laughs> um, so what's uh, right now, I guess, like you, you kind of talked about it, but throughout the season and, and uh, kind of on any given day, like what's the day to day like are, is managing the company and like responding to things like, is it crazy busy or yeah, what's it like? No, it's, it's, it's not crazy busy during the off season. It's, you know, like I said, like I said you're responding to a lot of leads in yeah. the off season. Uh, one of the other great pieces of data that wedding wire provides you with is that 40% of engagements for the whole year happen between Thanksgiving and Valentine's day. Knew it. So that's engagement season from, from, yep. Thanks because you get the holidays. 40%? 40% of all engagements for the sense. whole year happen between, yeah, Thanksgiving. Because you get the holidays. You get right. Christmas Eve, ton of engagement. Right. Yeah, anybody's, you, don't, you don't need to be on Facebook to know everybody yeah, gets right. engaged yeah, over, exactly. over Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, Eve is huge. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Valentine's or, Day. Or Valentine's Day. So, right. so it's a busy time. And, and people these days get right to work. They do. Planning it's their wedding. so fast nowadays. Yeah. I don't get it. It's like, hey, we got engaged uh, two days ago. Uh, our wedding is in six months. Yeah. And uh, we're just looking for a yeah. photographer. Or even like our wedding's in 2021. Like, what oh can you guys do God. for us? It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't I'm know. Already <laughs> booking stuff for 2020 right now. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah, a couple yeah. weddings for 2020 already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. 2021, I'm like, uh, I might be like dead. I, I don't <laughs> even know. So, yeah, you're answering those leads. And, and the thing that's just so important these days is to answer the leads immediately. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it can be know, so crucial. people these days just move on to the next thing. Um, and, and one of the guys that I've, I've taken a lot of advice from mm-hmm. is this guy by the name of Alan Berg. And Alan is a, a wedding industry sales and marketing expert. Oh, uh, and cool. he's also an incredible public speaker. So anytime you go to one of his seminars, he's, he's just terribly captivating. Yeah, cool. And um, he, he knows his stuff. Uh, he, he was telling me a story, just as an aside, that he did one of his like mastermind sessions, he calls them. They're like workshops. He'll get 
Shit. eight DJs together or eight yep. caterers together. And, and kind of everybody sort of just shares the expense of his consulting fee for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was doing one and he, he was doing one with a group of DJs and he, he sits down with these eight guys and goes through it. And the guy says, one of the guys at the end of the night goes up and says, Hey, thank you so much for your help. Um, you know, where do you, where do you DJ? And he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm not a DJ. I just do sales and marketing. Oh, wow. And the guy's like, well, you know, my business better than I do. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I do know your business better than you do. And that's why I'm here to, to help you. Yeah. Um, but so his, his advice, uh, and some of the stuff that I've read and, and seminars, and I've had the opportunity to meet him a couple of times is all about how to respond how to convert leads into contracts yeah. in this day and age, cool. you know, cause things have changed so much over the last even five years. Sure. Uh, and, and because our, our market sector is constantly changing generationally, yeah, you know, like I'm 35 now, most of my you know clients are now I'm at, I've reached talk about tipping points, that point where most of my wedding clients are younger than me. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was a point where they were older than me. And then there was a point where we were the same age. And yeah. now I'm a couple years older than most of my clients. Um, so it's really important to understand how today's generation who's booking weddings right. uh, is going through it. that process. Right, right, right. And one of the things is answering the leads quickly. So, and, and I think it's it's important and courteous to respond to any message or, or email or voicemail quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, sometimes minutes count. I mean, I've yeah, you know, just like not have my phone or just been you know away. Uh, I used to see uh, you get a lead and you say, oh, I'll uh, I'll answer that later. Yeah. And then uh, by the time you get back to them, and then they email you the next day. Oh, we uh, we already signed with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I do the same thing because sometimes like. You know, I'm on my phone almost 24 seven. So yeah. sometimes when I go home, I, like I live with my girlfriend. So sometimes I try to like just put the phone down for a little while and, uh, you know, like I'll see one for a wedding and I'm like, oh, all right, I'll, I'll answer it in the morning or yeah. a couple hours later. And then like oftentimes like I answer and then I never hear back or anything. Like yeah. That. So it can be crucial. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. And, you know, make sure you're tailoring the responses for for mobile, of course, everything. Yeah. You know, everybody's just planning their wedding from their phones. Yeah. You know, they're, they're using the Wedding Wire app. They're using Pinterest. They're, they're yeah. you know, emailing and texting from their phone. So it's it's really about taking you know some of our marketing pieces yeah. and not emailing somebody a PDF of your price sheet anymore. Right. But sending them to a mobile friendly link on your website that yeah. has your price sheet. Sure. Um, so that's you know a big part of the off season. Uh, also, just kind of, you know, taking a lot of the gear, tuning stuff up. I did last fall so many outdoor tent weddings that by the end of the season, I started looking at my my controller, my, my Denon controller. I was like, this thing is yeah. filthy. Just oh, like, geez. yeah, you're doing all these outdoor weddings and you, you don't realize like what a toll some of yeah. your equipment. So I'm out there with the Q-tip, just getting everything That's ready. Right. Cool. Um, yeah, just that kind of stuff and, and just kind of making sure that, uh, you know, keeping up with the music databases and, and kind of just... All those little things that when you're in the middle of the season, right? You you're like, I need to do to this. Do. I need to do that. I, I want to build some new crates in my, yeah. you know, for my music playlists uh, that you don't get to in the middle of the season. Just yeah. taking some time over the winter to really do some of that housekeeping. Yeah. So, you have a full time job. You're a dad. You got this business. When's the? When do you see as the tipping point of like? What do you do for a full time job? Actually, I do uh, construction management consulting. Oh, wow. So cool. Yeah. How fun, is that fun? It is. I've yeah. been with the same company for 14 years, um, and it's a growing company. Cool. And, uh, you know, it's just like a lot of long-term people that I've been working with for a long time and, okay. and really good clients that I've, I've worked with for a, for a long time. So so then I'm sure this is a tough one. Basically, the question is, like, when's that tipping point of, like, wedding businesses, like, so busy that you're like, I'm quitting? Sure. I don't see that happening for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. I I. I just I will always control how big it gets gotcha. uh, for, for me so that it's, you know, a never a detriment to my day job. 
and B, uh, you know, never a detriment to my my DJ job either. Yeah. And, and one of the things that that you know people have asked me, uh, you know, when they're interviewing me to to do their wedding is they say, yeah, we're looking at you and we're looking at this big you know multi op company that has like 10 djs that has like 10 throw at you yeah and and that's great and there are some great multi-op companies in in this market i don't want to disparage them but Mm -hmm. you know what sets me aside is that going into a particular saturday night your wedding is the only thing that i'm focused on right i'm not worrying about text messages from my other guys with the flat tire or you know somebody's out here and his laptop crashed or his speaker blew uh, I am entirely focused on your wedding. Right. Um, so it's it's really important for me to to keep it manageable so that I'm never doing a disservice either to my day job right. or to my wedding clients. Yeah. To, to really You're just like keep... really one on one. Or to my family. <laughs> yeah, true. That's important. <laughs> Number one. Number yeah. one. Yeah. Number one. Cool. Uh, so what are what are the kind of the future plans for the business then for right now? Yeah. Our future. Future plans continue growth and, and yeah. doing that through things like Wedding Wire. Wedding Wire has been a great partner of ours for the last four years. Cool. Um, you know, just trying to really keep, keep building up a good reputation with reviews there. Yeah. Um, but one of my next things, too, is is trying to get onto preferred vendor lists. Cool. Um, you oh, know, with venues. Yeah. With yeah, venues. Yeah, that yeah. That's really and, and that's a hard, hard thing to do. Mm. Um, it's not something you just call and say you know hey i want to be on your preferred vendor list i've never worked there before but you know i want to be on your list um it's really about um you know developing good relationships with venues yeah and and working there multiple times which is obviously not initially beyond your control right you know you you just you know there there was one (laughs) venue that i worked at a couple of times in 2018 yeah and really got along well with the function manager there um and we ended up connecting really well and, and she said you know hey you know in 2019 you're on our list oh sweet and it was great and it Where was just, it? it's uh boston winery in uh, dorchester oh, and uh really cool venue i did a couple of winter weddings there Sounds cool. and uh yeah it was just like little things like um they were during cocktail hour one of the weddings i did there they finished the ceremony everybody's yeah. off in the tasting room yeah. doing the the cocktail hour yeah and they had to move all the chairs they moved like 180 chairs from where the ceremony was into the the main room I just grab some chairs and just, yeah. I'm just standing around just playing right. Mike, Michael Buble. Right. So I'm like, I can, I can just grab a couple of chairs and they're like, Oh, thank you. Like, you know, yeah. no, DJs, have never, DJs have never helped matter. us before. You know, it's just yeah, little things like just, yeah. you know, just trying to get along, you know, be memorable, yeah. uh, but in a good way <laughs> Yeah. Right. and, uh, you know, kind of create those, those relationships with venues and, um, you know, then, then that can be your, your, your best generator of, of new leads. Right. Um, because, the venue is usually the first thing people that book people look to for, walk right. in their day. Yeah. So. so, yeah, that makes sense. Great. Frank, uh, Wait, I got a quick question. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> kind of going back to like, um, you go from these parties, you know, you're doing like, uh, you said like high school parties and then you're doing weddings. Um, it's kind of on you to read the room for the music, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, you set the tone, you set the mood. Have you ever accidentally read a room wrong, and how did you correct it? Yeah, like, no, ever... I mean you're inevitably inevitably going to take some some left turns sometimes, and it's <laughs> it's really just about you know um, recognizing that right away and just kind of coming back with another big song that's just going to kind of repack the dance floor. Uh, okay, I got you. And you know, especially in weddings, we deal with having to fill requests all the time. And oh uh, yeah, I did a wedding years ago uh, that. The bride and groom, uh, I got involved with this wedding sort of last minute, about a month before, through another DJ company, and, and somebody kind of got themselves into a bind and said, hey, can you can you cover this wedding in a month? I said, yeah, sure, I was open, and, and these are the guys that I would rely on to, to help me out if I was ever in a bind, right? Sure. And uh, so I took it on, and I, I called the bride, and, and she said, um, she said, yeah, here, here's my list of songs that I want you to play. 
I said, oh, this is a request list? And she said, no, no, these are the songs that you're going to play. So I said, okay, well, you know, you did hire us as a, a DJ service. You know, we're, we're, you know you're, you're paying us for our experience and our ability to read a room. You know, we're not traditionally a jukebox, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Um, or, it's not or a Spotify iPod. playlist. Right, yeah. You could have just got an iPod. Yeah. And so I, I said it much more politely than that. Yeah. But I said, you know... <laughs> I would hope that yeah, you could count on us to kind of read the rum. The, the requests are helpful because it gives us a flavor of what you guys like right. and what you don't like. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, I would hope that you might count on us to to read the rum and kind of keep people dancing. And I said said that once, and she said, "No, I I think I want to go with the list." And so I said, uh, "Okay, you know, I, I said my piece once." Wow. Well, I go out, I DJ this wedding. We open up the dance floor. And the bride and like two of her best friends are the only ones on the dance floor. Wow. And so funny about, how that works. Funny how that works out. Yeah. You know? And uh, she's like, uh, so I, I, I do this anyway, like about four songs in. I check in with, with her and just say, hey, you know, just checking in. How's everything going? And she said, well, you know, I really thought more people would be dancing. I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I said, well, you know, um, you know, do you want me to try and kind of go off script a little bit and see see what we can do? She, she kind of thought about it for a second. Yeah, go ahead. And of course, I had to reach for like, you know, cool in the gang celebration or something yeah, like that just yeah, to really yeah. just pack that dance floor. And then, yeah, we had a great time after that. That's Did you have that? Like playlist as a backup, like did you create something or did you just go for? No, I just kind of go for yeah, it. You know, that's it's, cool. it's, it's it's funny. You know, I when I switched from playing CDs to to the computer years ago, um, when when you used to play CDs, I'd always flip through the CDs. I just had them all in those little vinyl sleeves, and you just kind of flip through them. And that's how you yeah. pick what your next song was going to be. Yeah. Um, when I switched to playing the laptop, it was like driving. It was like flying with a blinders on. I'm like, I don't have the CDs to like get my idea of what my next song that's is going to be because I used to just take the CDs and I'd flip the the, the cases up at a, a 45 degree angle. So that's like, a, <laughs> you know, I'd see like six CDs up and know what my next six songs yeah, were. Yeah. Um. So what I would do is when I started DJing with the laptop back in 2007, yeah. is I would bring the CDs with me because they were my crutch for gotcha. know, six months. Yeah. Of just yeah. like because that was like my process. Um, so yeah, I just, you just kind of dig into, you know, what would I have played at this wedding if I didn't have this list that I was locked into? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So, but yeah, it's, it's all about, you know, so sometimes you fill a request that, you know, is, is not going to be a a banger on the dance floor. Um, but you just try to try to do the best you can and, and maybe, uh, read the room and and do it at the right right time. You know, if, um, you know, half the dance floor is off doing a family picture and you got to fit in this song that, you know, is going to be kind of a dance floor killer anyway you know maybe just try to weave it in at at a time when the dance floor is a little bit quieter anyway yeah yeah. Yeah. cool frank it's been great uh great to hear from you likewise appreciate you coming out thank Um, you um let's uh let's get you to just give a plug basically tell everybody where they can learn more about you and uh yeah definitely so uh benwayentertainment.com and uh also on instagram at benwayentertainment or facebook cool all right well that's all we have for you guys today uh, make sure you hit us up on Instagram. Follow us there. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, on Instagram, we are at up in your biz pod. Uh, if you have any questions for Frank, you can hit him up or send the questions to us. If you got any questions for us, send them there. And uh, other than that, we will see you all next week. We be taking care of business.